Welcome to episode number 11 of the Banana Stand Podcast. I am Joe McGuire along with Eden Fritz McGuire. We're going to be reviewing season one, episode 11. The Bluths are struggling with their slide into poverty, as Lucille put it. I have the Ike and Tina tuna. Plater platter. I don't understand the question. And I won't respond to it. That night out led to some more bad press, but Michael has a plan. And he met her at the gym. So this publicist, Michael, is she cute? I never really noticed. In fact, Michael had noticed her at the gym, but only recently gotten up the nerve to talk to her, giving him a chance to work on his flirting skills. Racy to the top of the hill. Which had gotten rusty over the years. Racy to the top of the hill. I brought a picnic lunch. Hey, that hill was Jesse really... Bowers, if you ever have any public relations needs. My relations are already a little too public. I'm Michael Bluth. From the Bluth Company? That's right. <laughs> oh, I'm giving you my direct line. Okay, sure. She's uh, she's cute, I suppose. I mean, now that you're making me think about it, uh, she's cute. She's a cutie. It's a little cutie pie. The job proves to be too much for even Jesse. No one can fix this family. I'm sorry. Isn't Michael the least likable one in the family? No. There are very few intelligent, attractive, and straight men in this town. Well, that certainly leaves me out. (laughs) She said single. You did say single, correct? I (laughs) thought I... This is episode 11 of the Banana Stand podcast, and no, uh, she said intelligent, attractive, and straight men. So that is, in fact, what Tobias eliminated himself from contention for, just so everybody is aware. Uh, Public relations, great episode. The Bluths are desperately trying to change their public image, which, as you can imagine, uh, at this point is really bad. Michael wants to get George Michael into the Milford School, and the son is now running the Milford School, and he'd like to distance himself from the Bluth name, as he says. Um, Michael insists the family's back on track, And that's when we get that amazing scene with Lucille and Lindsay, the Ike and Tina tuna platter. I love the Milford School. We all know how good Buster was. You can always tell a Milford man, you know. Yes. And and it plays all throughout the episode, the idea of a Milford man and the school. Uh, Let's talk about Clippies, though, for a minute. Um, And this actually will be my first trivia question for you tonight. What is the name of the restaurant that Lindsay and Lucille got kicked out of before they got to Klimpy's? Oh, no. Um, Give me a second. Wow. Interesting. Oh, why can't I remember the name? Lucille's so upset and so hungry, she asks Lindsay to go to the, the first restaurant they had to put to Klimpy's, and that's right. where... Uh, oh, by the way, uh, Lindsay's answer to what do you want is uh, I'd like my old life back, which was uh, a fantastic answer. The name of the restaurant, stunningly enough, I can't believe you don't know it, Rudd. Oh, come on. Yeah, I got another good one for you, too, coming up. Oh. Um, Lucille uses the line, which I prefaced in the intro, about do you think I'm enjoying my slide into poverty? That's just before uh, all hell breaks loose yeah. at Klimpy's. Uh, and then, of course, the cops show up, which is... Who called the cops? That was so funny. I don't think they realized how obnoxious they were. Also, you can see on the table, Lucille's had a number of drinks. I mean, all over the place. So, meanwhile, poor Michael just wants to get his son into Milford School, like all the Bluth boys have done before him. 
mm-hmm. and he has an idea, a publicist, Jesse. As we know, Jesse is cute. It's not the reason Michael hired her. Correct. They, you know, they happen to be going to the same gym, and you know, he was trying to brush up on his dating skills, as Ron Howard indicated, uh, which he clearly lacks. You know, as we saw him spit out the gum a couple times, which he's was so, super awkward. I love him so much. And does he's hysterical? What a great character! I feel bad for Michael. Also, only four women. Yikes! Not not very impressive numbers. And Even George Michael wasn't impressed. Yeah. I love the line from Lindsay when she says to Michael, if you're going to give another one of those sanctimonious speeches, were you blah, 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 blah? We all know it by heart. I mean, what? That's good. Classic Lindsay right there. Also, killer line by Lindsay in that scene. You didn't get any in high school, and now you're not going to get any while George Michael is in high school. That's when Michael suggests he can't date anybody until George Michael is out of high school, which... And it's funny it, when 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 it comes down to it, when he and Jesse after their date, he uses George Michael as an excuse. And we know by the end of the episode when George Michael is like, you can "Date whoever you want," that it, Michael's just putting up this wall because Michael's scared. Well, yeah. Well, keep in mind four women, and then he got married to you keep Tracy. bringing that up. <laughs> well, well, here's my thing because. He and Tracy, if I'm not mistaken, it was their sophomore year of college they got married. Now, I'm what they call a freshmore, which is when it's your first year on campus, but you have the credits of a sophomore. So, soft, that's like if I got married right now, Dad. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a little young. It is a little so young. So, he really doesn't have any other experience. So, he's always had that, you know, that one person, and then she unfortunately passed away. So, for him... You know, he likes to blame it on George Michael, but it's him not being ready, and which is understandable. And we see it later with other women that Michael has interest in. He uses George Michael. And again, we'll see that later on, but I, I'm going to point that out now so we have it for the record. One more trivia question for you. This oh, is boy. my last trivia question of this episode for you. After the brawl at Klimpies and... The reporter is out front and she says the public is having a love affair with hating the Bluths. Answer the following questions. What station is she on and what is her name? Trisha Thune with Fox 6. Oh. Yes. See, here's my thing. Dad, we're both broadcast media people as that's the term on LinkedIn. But, you know, we're both communication people. Of course, I'm paying attention to who the reporters are and what station. Also, John Beard is also usually the Fox 6 anchor that reports about the Bluths as well. Ah, man, I thought I had you there. I'm all over it. Nope. So, uh, Jesse Bowers, who gives Michael her direct line as soon as she finds out he's a Bluth, meets with the family. She tells Lindsay to get a job. Lindsay freaks out uh, and says that she's a mom and maybe asks her what? I believe it's what year is she in in school. What grade am I in? And Lindsay goes, what kind of job? Hysterical. Wants no part of it. Job is going to have to do some charity work, which becomes a whole subplot on this episode and pretty much costs George Michael any chance of getting into the Milford School. We'll get to that in a minute. Tobias is told he needs to go get his medical license back and become a doctor. Jesse has gone so far as to set up a hearing in Boston. Michael gives him $1,100 to go get his license back. 
And Tobias is like, I need a sign. As Michael's like, here's your cash. Go get your medical license back. And and it seemed like Tobias, Eden, finally got his act together. He was he was enjoying the ride to the airport. Twelve dollars. That's Come a great on. deal. I do feel bad for Tobias. I mean, he's obviously not a good doctor by any means. I mean, as to why he lost his license. True. I mean, do we really want him as a doctor? No, but he does need a real job and a steady source of income for his family. But speaking of that, I mean, Lindsay does actually get a job, too, technically. Technically. Well, and then well, I guess Tobias t- ends up blowing it when he meets Carl Weathers and tells him that he's got the 1100 to go reinstate his license with and all that stuff. And then he goes, oh, my acting classes are 1100 And then that's Tobias' sign. Here's the thing I feel bad for you is you don't really understand who Carl Weathers is. He was Apollo Creed in Rocky. He played uh, Happy Gilmore's coach, who gets. His, I do know that. You do know that guy. He That's was also what I know him from. also in Terminator with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, I mean, so so this guy's like great, Carl Weathers, and he plays a hilarious version of himself, obviously on this show. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine the real Carl Weathers is. I guess we should find out. Well, he's, I mean, he's a cheap character. I, I don't think he's like that in real life. And it's actually, if you go on the Arrested Development Wikipedia page, it lists just a couple examples from this episode of how cheap he is and then gives examples from other episodes. And I didn't really realize how cheap he is. Oh, yeah. That's the whole bit. And again, for me to know who Carl Weathers was, this again, come you know, this aired in 2003. It was really hilarious. Yeah. And Carl Weathers was still a pretty relevant actor for the most part. Uh, so you mentioned Lindsay had a real job. I'm going to ask you a third trivia question. Oh, you're going to take my trivia question. I already know it. What is the name of the drink? That that was my question. That Lindsay for you. was selling. It's Cloudmere vodka. Yes. And then this is actually not the only episode where this fictional vodka really? is. This is in later episodes. It's uh, reintroduced, but a lot of um, running jokes throughout the series are introduced in this episode, which I really like. Um, I almost forgot about when Jesse goes to confront George Michael and she's like, you really blew it. And he's talking about helping the homeless person or whatever. He's no right. idea what she's talking about. She calls him Opie. Yes. And that is from the Andy Griffith show. Yes. Opie Taylor, who was played by Ron Howard. Oh, I thought because I thought you were going to ask me a trivia question on that. No, so I know I, you're I smart. read up on that. Well, I didn't watch the Andy Griffith show. I just like, hey, he's like, she better watch her mouth there. Oh, my God. That was hysterical. Yeah. I really love that Ron Howard narrates the show and that he's been able... I mean, they also have an award ceremony at one point in the series and is the Opie's. I love that he's able to sneak those in there. He's yeah, hysterical. You got to love that. So, uh, Jesse and Michael have the date and they're kissing. Uh, I, I That whole scene in which, where he's like, how do I know if this is a date or business... <laughs> And then this is a date. This is business. Wait, show me business again. He's so funny. See, so cute. All you want, I'm just saying, right? All you want is for Michael Bluth to catch a break once. Well, speaking of catching a break, I actually am going to take this moment to ask you a trivia question. When they are in the restaurant and they are on their date, um, Lucille and Lindsay come storming in. Um, and obviously Carl Weathers and Tobias is there. I mean, it's a family reunion. I yeah, mean, it is. It always works out like that. So 
they show um, Michael the newspaper, right? And the article says Cold Hard Bluths, and it's a picture of Jesse Michael kissing. And really, it's just a cover because it's really her bashing the family. However, if you look further down the paper, there is an article about George Michael. What is the article called? I I, No, I don't know. I don't know it. I don't know it, you super fan. What is it? Bum gets balloon. Now, if you remember- Oh my goodness, that was what happened. Oh my goodness. Now, if you remember when she goes to the banana stand and tells George Michael the whole Opie thing, which- made me laugh when you brought it up. He says that he did feel good about himself because he got a bum away from the stand without hurting his yes. feelings. Because he gave him a banana stand balloon. I did not know. I, I didn't funny. get that. What a gr- I mean, again, what a genius joke. Just so well done. And again, done. what you have to do with the show, I mean, you have to constantly be paying attention. Like in earlier episodes before the Blue Man group is even a thought for Tobias, they have like... You know those sheets when it's like, hey, we're looking for somebody, call this number. I mean, it was one of, uh, there's things like that planted all over the show. I mean, genius writers. They're so good. Now, right after Michael and Jesse break up and she quits, uh, kind of a double double doozy there, yeah. uh, Job calls. He needs something to be spun and he needs Jesse. Michael says, what did you do? Murder. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, it was seriously like not even five minutes after. I Who mean, died? That quick. My, My career. career. In fact, it was Earl Milford uh, who goes into the Aztec tomb. As Joe points out, he was so quiet in there. <laughs> like amazingly quiet in there. Again, you can always tell a Milford man. That is so true. Also, the Aztec tomb. Uh, that was from the pilot episode. Yep. And he used it again. But for charity this time. And poor Earl Milford, he just doesn't want to go back there. He says they abuse him at the home. Yeah, I felt really bad about that. And then he ends up dying. Yes. And then it's also never addressed after that. Well, it's, it's again, it's another one of those great, uh, on the next Arrested Developments, where it just, that's it. That ends the storyline. It's I mean, it's a, I love this show so much on so many levels because of, of the great writing and because of all that underlying stuff. Let's talk about your George Michael beater for a minute. George Michael doesn't want to go to the Milford school, but he doesn't want to disappoint his dad. And even when he finds out that means he'd be going to a different high school than maybe, he gets super bummed about it. But he was still going to go anyway, and that's why I'm going to give him a nine in this episode. Whoa! So keep in mind, peer pressure. Oh, I, I either gave him a nine or a ten last episode. Right. I don't, I can't, I don't want, I, no, it was not a perfect ten, and we said it wasn't because in the last minute of the episode, he made that weird comment about maybe, and that I said that was an automatic point deduction. So, he didn't say anything too creepy this episode about maybe. I mean, I did feel bad that, you know, they're going to separate high schools, and again, he had to deal with Jesse in this episode. He also got excited about the prospect that maybe they weren't related. You remember that? I yep. I try not to think about it. Bonus point for that. He doesn't want to be related to her. That's got to give the guy a little credit, no? I mean, I guess. Maybe not. I mean, thanks for asking for small favors, right? Jeez. Yeah. But oh well, that makes me want to lower it. Anyway, ah, uh, that was funny, Dad. I didn't mean but to no. do it, George Michael. <laughs> Sorry. No, but at the same time, like kids deal with Jesse. Also, the prison when he's just trying to change the channel and the prisoners are like harassing him. I felt bad about that. 
just again, Jesse being rude to him. And I also really didn't even think about it. Besides Michael, George Michael is one of the only other Bluth members that has a real job. So does maybe, but what does it mean, like a plumber? Oh my gosh. Also, Buster, speaking of a Milford man, uh, later at some points of the episode, I mean, he was so good at blending in. Very stealthy. I mean, his shirt matched the wallpaper. I mean, incredible. I mean, his he's absolutely hysterical. How I about, love to, oh. How about when he offered the help? He was like, I'll do, you know, I'll come out and, and help the family. And she's like, no, stay in. People find you odd and alienating. Uh, how terrible. Yes. Creepy and weird, and um, I, 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 the exact word was you make people uneasy. Oh. Which, he's so weird. I mean, anybody who thinks that the blue is land, they are kind of weird. Also, got to mention <laughs> uh, uh, George Sr. in this one uh, for a hot minute from prison. He's uh, Jewish now. Oh, yes, his conversion. Yeah, People let's are very sympathetic to that. <laughs> Lucille, of course, works in a, an anti-Semitic uh, slur, which is awesome uh, in the oh, episode. Playing yeah. again, playing true to form. I'm telling yeah. you, Donald Trump must have really studied this character because <laughs> she really, I'm telling you, she could have wrote his platform. It's good stuff. Yeah, well, also the wall, which we get into later. I mean, I mean, all of it just... And I, we've said this since the beginning. Arrested Development is very well ahead of its time. Or it was in 2003. Yeah. But, and we were also saying, like, how great this episode is. And I said it earlier, and I'll say it again. Season one, I think, is the best season. And I know people don't really care for season four. And then a lot of the people that didn't care for season four never got into season five. So I know when people really are judging the show, they base it off the first three seasons. I personally, I really like all five seasons, but I personally think season one is the best. And I mean, it's episodes like Public Relations and Peer Pressure and Top Banana and other episodes like that. I mean, just hysterical bits, I mean, throughout the entire thing. I mean, I don't know about you, Dad, but I really liked this episode. It's one of my favorites. It's, yes. it's because I love Michael and I feel for Michael and I see Michael's always trying and I want Michael to be happy, and it just never happens, and it's so disappointing. It is. He deserves better. You have any other trivia questions? Um, I was gonna ask you about Cladmir vodka, and you said that, and then you said Klimpies. I was, I didn't think you even knew that the restaurant's name was gonna be Klimpies. Oh, well, I was think more I'm worried. An idiot. You I didn't was know more, Rudd. I was gonna say I was more worried about Klimpies than Rudd. Yeah, I mean the more obvious one. And um, Rudd, Rudd was in it a couple times. It was, so I am disappointed in myself. But I don't have any other trivia, but I do want to mention um, Invicta Enterprises has recognized us as one of the best indie podcasts to listen to while quarantined. First of all, thank you. We're incredibly grateful. That is super freaking cool. Um, I mean, you and I have been watching Arrested Development and doing episodes while quarantined, and I think it's a great way to get through. Well, and I'm glad that we could help people out, and I appreciate Invicta uh, reaching out and asking if they could include us on their list. We were like, yeah, of course. Absolutely. Uh, and happy to promote that. Uh, and the whole Clovercrest Media Network, we have so many great podcasts that are on here uh, that are uh, really, you know, helping to, to sort of put people's minds at ease with with some of the different entertainment, There's sports and, and true crime and 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 all sorts of great shows for men, women, adults, children. You, if if you like uh, if you like podcasts, you got to check that out. Clovercrestmedia.com. And while you're there, make sure you check out our page. 
the Banana Stand podcast. Uh, always find the latest episodes and all sorts of cool stuff that Eden puts up on the website. Right, Eden? You know it. Also, we are on Twitter. We are on Instagram. There's the Facebook page, the website. What else? I think you covered everything. I know, like, within Facebook, there's just a million different pages for Clovercrest Media and the pod and the Bananas and all that. But I think you covered everything. All right. Well, we appreciate <laughs> you uh, spending some of your quarantine time with us. Episode 11 of the Banana Stand podcast. I hope you enjoyed our review of Season 1, Episode 11 of Arrested Development. It was called Public Relations. For Eden Fritz Aguirre, I'm Joe Aguirre. We thank you so much for checking out the Banana Stand podcast. <laughs>